This is Person of Interest with Q102's Jeff Thomas. I think that sounds That's great. pretty good. Yeah, Harvey, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Harvey Lewis. <laughs> I'm, I'm Harvey Lewis. I'm a teacher at SCPA. And, and you're also an internationally known ultra runner. You're really famous in the running world. Uh, maybe a little bit. You are. I told people that you were coming on this show, and they were my really intense athletic friends, and they are stunned. They are like, do you have any idea who you're talking to? And, you know, we, we mentioned you have a film coming out. It's out already, Like Harvey, Like Son, and it played at Mountain Film Festival, Mountain Film Aspen. I worked for the, for the Mountain Film Festival for six years before I moved to Cincinnati. And That's people so cool. used to tell me all the time then, do you have any idea who you're talking to? These people are amazing. And what I have found through this, they're now like meeting so many um, like people who have commercial fame, more traditional fame, and people like yourself. It's the accomplishments that you create in life that really inspire people. And you are such an accomplished person. I just went off so much. That's, that's but it's really, so true. That is such an th- incredible... I mean, I can't respond to that. Okay. I don't know what I'm to like, say. I can go, okay, so like, I can... Wow, thank I've you made very a short much. list. I, I, honestly, I, I've, I really... Really appreciate that. For me, it's an honor to come here and uh, be a part. Uh, it's my first time to Q102 as well. And, <laughs> Welcome. And, you know, it's, it, so it's a lot of fun to be out here with you. Thanks yeah. a lot. Okay, so if I would try to write down or to go through all of the runs, I think this is what I remember. <laughs> so you won the Badwater Race, which is the hardest race in the world. You won it in 2014. You just tried to run the fastest race of the Appalachian Trail, which a couple of my friends have tried to do, to do that as well, to no avail. Yeah, they, yeah. And you finished in, was it 49 days? Yeah, I think I got the record of the most falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had like more than 100 falls. Really? And I didn't break anything. Awesome. So that was like a major achievement. But I, I made the eighth fastest time. Eighth fastest time. Yeah, it's wow. not a race. It's, uh, it's an effort where you go for the fastest known time. Yeah, and you plot it. You have it like uh, everything sent out GPS wise, so people can follow along, and you can build your, le- you know, have a legitimacy. Yeah, and uh, it's it's quite a, a extraordinary piece of geography in this country. Wow. Well, you say that so well because let's see, in your day to day life, these are just a couple of fun facts about Harvey, and th- I don't know you, but this is what I've read. He's a very, very easy man to research if you Google his name. So you run to and from school every day, which is six miles to and from. He has ran like 44, 24 hour races. And exactly. That's probably better that's, than I can remember. That's probably, that's probably, <laughs> no, it's pretty good. probably I don't know if that number is accurate, but uh, you're an, an insane runner. And you've ran like 56 hours consecutively once. And like, a, so Badwater is 100. Yeah, okay, how was, is that fun? Yeah, that race is coming up this weekend. In fact, Big Backyard. And basically the the, the format is that it's a last person standing event. So oh, you run oh about God. a 4.12 mile uh, loop. Uh, and you repeat that every hour on the hour. You're not allowed to start until the hour resets. And so it's just the last person standing. You you do 12 hours on a trail, and then you rotate 12 hours on a road, and you have to go through whatever the world brings you at that moment. So like the first night, we had really warm temperatures. It was in the like upper 70s, and you, you could feel it. It doesn't sound like that warm, but when you're running and you're generating sweat, you feel it. And then the second day, we had the the, the harshest downpour I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> And it just rained all night long. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, so three of us managed to make it beyond, I think it was about a day and a half. And then the, the third guy who was uh, a Scandinavian, he uh, dropped out at that point. And then it was a Frenchman and myself, Galimo. And we made it into the second day. And I thought, this guy is certainly going to stop now, won't he? And he didn't stop. So he <laughs> kept on running. And I made it to about almost uh, two and a half days, and I was thinking, man, I, do, I have to get back to teaching the next day. I'm two like, and a half days of consistently running. running. Did you like, stop at all? Uh, only for about four minutes, like stop. five minutes, like where I would like, I would have, if I ran really fast, I could actually finish a lap in maybe under 50 minutes mm-hmm. on the road course. And so I had maybe 10 minutes where I could like grab a little food and like try to lay down, but I could never get myself to fall asleep because yeah. my heart rate was going. And I was also like anticipating this this guy named Laz. He's a 
He's a uh, a legend in the ultra running world. He's like the Godfather, and he has a, a, a system where if you if you miss the the get the start and you don't get back into the starting block, then you uh, you forfeit. So you're out. So you're all, it's hard to sleep because you're constantly waiting for that next whistle for the three minutes, the two minutes, and then to go. So at one point on that course, I actually just made it back with literally a, a second to spare. Oh, like right. That, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like they thought it was over, uh-huh. and I managed to make it back with like a sprint, and then I, um, it, it, it just like, just barely like by, it was like Indiana Jones going underneath the, <laughs> the, the, the door slam. <laughs> just barely happened. Yeah, okay, just yeah, but barely it's, happened. But, but you really didn't break it down. The second could won. be won wait. Race. So you came in second. I came in second, I, and but it was a really good finish. It was really nice. Kalimo, he he's a good character. He, he was kind of like a brother, always teasing me back and forth. And uh, so I'm going to be back there, not this year, but next year. I'm next. going back in uh, 2020. Okay. So we'll try to break like 300 miles next year. And how year. come, oh my gosh. And how come you're not going back this year? Well, this year I'll have a race in France. It's uh, just 10 days away. It's like mm-hmm. a 24-hour world championship. Oh, right. So I'll, I'll be representing the country along with say. six women and six men uh, total. And uh, so, yeah, this is my fir- fifth time representing the country in this on Team USA. Yeah, so because of that, that's why I'm deferring this year because I love the big backyard. Yeah, <laughs> wait. So this, so does the United States have an Olympic long distance running team? They so do not. The, this is like the Olympics, pretty for much us, for, for you ultra guys. running. It yeah, is ultra running. Yeah, yes. for ultra running, it is because uh, for the. Longest distance we have in the Olympics is the marathon. Yeah. Yeah, which which we also had some magic over the weekend. Like the women's record was broken yes. in Chicago. Oh, my the record gosh. record since 2003. Right? And, and then uh, um, how long was it? Iliad the, like, uh, went south, yes, too. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a record in the sense of like, uh, because it wasn't a part of official race, but it's just phenomenal to see him. And he has such a good spirit. You know, he's a really humble guy. Uh, just someone like really, I think it would inspire a lot of people. Yes, well, and like yourself. So I hear all of these. You're telling me all these stories about running and all this long distance running and all of the stuff that you do. And for those of you who can't see Harvey Lewis, know what he looks like. You look like a very normal, healthy person. I've got some gray hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? I'm mean, losing hair. My students, but <laughs> but you look like a very. You don't. You know, we see all these stories. You read all these stories of people who cross the finish line and they fall to they collapse to their death and all this stuff. And so, what I want to ask you is. Like you, you are putting your body through so much peril, but you look like you're in such harmony. Like with your mind, your body, and spirit, it all looks like in, like you're in so much harmony. And you talk about it, and I've read that your recovery time is never very much. How do you maintain that? You know, there's there's some really important practices that that can help everybody out there, whether you're an athlete or you're you're uh, just enjoying walking uh, and or whatever you're doing. Uh, some of the things that really make an impact are uh, what I eat, my nutrition. Mm-hmm. So to be honest with you, there's a film that just came out today on Netflix called Game Changers. Okay. And it's a phenomenal film to check out. But it it's produced by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. And Are you it, in it? I'm not in it. Okay. No, but but uh, honestly, it's, it's really powerful. They talk about uh, some of the... Uh, Things that we think are healthy in this country that actually are not so good for you, like such what? as dairy, for oh, example. Yeah. Like dairy, uh, you know, I drink almond milk. Uh, I I don't drink it. I don't consume any dairy. And that's like when I was growing up, my mom was a nurse. She always said, "Oh, you have to eat meat and drink dairy mm-hmm. in order to be healthy." And uh, if you talk to a cardiologist, they're going to talk to you if it. If you say, "Hey, what can I do uh, to like eliminate medication or to lower my cholesterol, to incre- uh, improve my health, uh, increase so many categories," mm-hmm. and it's leaning more towards a plant-based uh, yeah. diet, like eating more plant-based foods. So honestly, like Friday, I ran four times. The next day, I woke up, I didn't feel any soreness whatsoever, like nuts, nothing whatsoever. I'm, I mean, and I just 
eat I eat a lot of calories. I actually eat about thirty six hundred calories a day. Wow! So I, I mean, I'm always eating. Like yeah. I mean, I, absolutely. I have like <laughs> yeah. a little stash in my Jeep outside because I, <laughs> I let you down. I didn't run over here. What's going on? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's like true. Like the food makes a tremendous impact. Yeah. And what people think is actually the best thing for them might not be the best thing. Uh, my mom had stroke uh, when I was, uh, it was about 25 years ago, believe it or not. And that's the moment where I really started to research like what we're fed in terms of marketing and mm-hmm. what is actually um, out there in terms of what, what can be really beneficial to your body. So nutrition is really big. Yeah, this is something yeah. passionate to me as well. I'm not as strict about it as you are. I've gone right. through phases of being vegan. I'm non-dairy now all the time and okay. um, limited amount of meat. Um, but I've gone through phases of being more um, strict about it and whatnot. But in college, I stopped eating all fast. I ate fast food. and I was just a normal American diet, which is not right. very healthy. And I quit eating all fast food and more processed foods because I did so much research research on it. And I was on the debate team, and it was like my my senior thesis, and no one believed me. Other like my professors didn't believe me that these things were happening and these chemicals were in the food. So yeah, and, and ever since then, healthy. your skin's very healthy. Uh-huh. I, mean, I can tell. Oh, and I yeah, smoked for like, eighteen years. I just quit is smoking. That incredible. I know, but it's yes. like diet. I'm so happy you did. Yeah. Oh, thank it's you. So good. My mom also had a stroke before yeah. she, when she was in her forties. She had a stroke and a heart attack, and she's always been a smoker. And you know, you just I'm so glad you did. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. That's so awesome. So. You know, it, wherever you are at, I mean, you can just exponentially increase or improve your quality of life. And I think that's the thing. A lot of times people are um, maybe put back by this and they think it will be too difficult um, or it sounds gross or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But if you look at the benefits in terms of like all of your quality of life, I mean, not just like living longer, but it's a life in your years. Like have having the energy level is is just incredible. So uh, I would definitely you know encourage people to check out that film, Game Changers. Game Changer is really it's is really powerful film, and and you don't have to change everything overnight, but just uh, small changes. Breakfast, you have oatmeal. <laughs> like yeah, you know, have uh, more servings of fruits and vegetables. I mean, it's it's really powerful stuff. Definitely. So that's one of my things. The other thing is I really believe in in motion. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times uh, people think uh, that they should uh, maybe relax in the couch and, you know, uh, if Mm -hmm. they're not feeling that great um, or if they have like a a minor sort of injury, maybe just relax. And I really think it's important to to walk. Like walking is really good for the body and finding a, a, a soft surface to walk on is great if you can, uh, because your body really will rejuvenate faster by having like motion, motion. to believe yeah. it or not. Like, and I broke my neck back <laughs> yeah. in 2004 and that's Good. what I did. Like I, I, as soon as I, I was released from the hospital pretty fast, like they got me out of there in like four or five days with the way yeah. our system is. And I didn't uh, take any pain medication after that, even though I felt quite discomfort for like the first 72 hours or so but the walking really helped to like alleviate that discomfort like nothing crazy just like gentle walking and you got started with what i could start with like at first it was like a mile yeah and then i just gradually build up build up build up walking around with a broken it's, neck it's so true only and you. the other thing is like a lot of times people feel like well i really can't do it unless i designate an hour in my day for the gym so you know, it's not about that. It's about being as creative as you humanly can with what you have available. Mm-hmm. So if you only have 10 minutes, forget about it. Take 10 minutes out. You know, it take a little time during your lunch period. Like I'm talking to my, my like I'm a teacher like I am. When you have your lunch time, you know, take 10 minutes, go walk up and down the stairs if you're at that level. If you If you're not, like go, if you feel like going outside, walk around the block a couple mm-hmm. of times. Like that sort of stuff, even if it's only for 10 minutes, it will make you feel so, so much, much better. better. So yes. much better. Completely it, agree. It's so much better. Not, not only like physically, but also mentally, spiritually. You'll yeah. get out there and, and do that. It's like the little tiny things. Be creative. Maybe like with your, te- your team at work, instead of like doing a, a meeting where you guys sit down the traditional style, like actually take the meeting outside and do a walk with it. 
you might be surprised. You can generate some amazing ideas on a walk where you're very true. Going That's when around. I come up with yeah. all of my like yeah. best stuff is when I'm exercising. Well, speaking of okay, so you are a teacher and you've been teaching for how long? Forever. Like, Forever. Since the, the, <laughs> That's the, all you've the, done. The no, no, yes. you are you yeah, were dinosaur sales. age. Is <laughs> what students say. Yeah, no, I've actually been teaching now for about, believe it or not, over 19 years. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, with all out of all of your students, what do you what do you think your students would say about you? If they well, ask, sometimes I'm annoying. To describe you. <laughs> annoying. <laughs> uh, but they would say they'll probably say I'm I'm uh, I, I'm persistent. I, I care about them. Uh, I'm probably annoying at times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe you just. I, I really want them to to succeed. So I really believe that every student can learn. Every student has like the possibility to do. Um, their very best and like uh, so I don't I don't like to place limitations and so sometimes they they get frustrated because I expect a lot from them well where do you think you got that from probably my father yeah <laughs> yeah yeah his my, name is Harvey as well he right? is Harvey as well yeah. that's what the documentary is it's uh like Harvey like son and so Rudy uh, Harris is the director of the film mm-hmm. and when I came to him with this idea actually we were on a trip down in the gorge and we were doing a, a commercial for Road ID. And I said, hey guys, I'm going to do this wild adventure next summer. And I'd love to have you guys come on out. But I'm not going to tell you just yet what it is. So <laughs> I finally told him what it was. Um, but I kind of had envisioned, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see the, the, the story that he captured, which was so much bigger and better than just what I had you know, initially like planned is just, okay, you uh, catching a documentary of me running along the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the trail is absolutely like amazing uh, for so many reasons, but capturing the story between my father and I, like it's, it brings in a whole nother level of drama and the human experience that, that anyone can relate to. Have you guys so, always gotten along? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe because but, he's a lot like you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, we, we get along. I love my father, but uh, we, he he always would push, push, push in, in uh, terms of like, uh, we'd have these Sunday conversations. My parents were uh, divorced. So every Sunday we'd have a conversation and he would just be giving me this lecture <laughs> about mm-hmm. whatever. It, I'm like, Dad, oh my God, I've heard this like long enough. It's an hour and something. <laughs> I'm, I'm mm-hmm. end up for this lecture. Yeah. So, but we, we, we certainly have gotten along very well. Yeah. Well, I know I'm a lot like my mom, and I also love and hate the woman more than anyone else in the world. And I can fight more intensely with her, but also I have a mom tattoo, but I love her more intensely than anything else. Oh my! Get it out! Yeah, that is impressive. And like, and That's we, amazing. And we um, and she's tough, but also I feel like I get all my best all my best traits from her, and yeah. it like I it wouldn't be, I I wouldn't want it any other way. That's so nice, you know. Did your dad? Did your dad like being on the trail with you? Because he rode. So I haven't seen the film, but your dad rode next to you, like in a truck, most oh, of the yeah. way. He's absolutely the star of the film. Like I'm secondary. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, it's true. He he has he has got uh, a, a, a truly impressive demeanor. Uh, he loved it. He fell in love with the whole experience. He was handing out food to people or through hikers along the trail, yeah. and he loved. He just. He actually became younger in the experience. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's already very young for his age. He's actually turning eighty uh, <laughs> in this like uh, yeah, next month. <laughs> and this this weekend ahead is the Twin Cities Film Film Festival, and they're going to celebrate his 80th birthday there. Awesome. So, but he uh, he had to do so many things. He had to drive that that F two fifty beat up van up and down these mountains on gravel roads that most no one would want to drive on. Yeah. And like there's no roadmaps really. I mean it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh he he had to stop and make me food <laughs> mm-hmm. and make tents every night, get up at four AM. I mean he's dedicated. I mean honestly I didn't hear one negative comment out of him. So Ah, wow. I mean, he was, he I was mean, a tough you, man. Yeah, Seriously. well, you too. You know, He's I've never heard man. you. Even just when Harvey just arrived in the building, he sent me a text and I had to go let him in. And you said, it's okay. Take your time. No worries. Oh, I'm, yeah. Like, no big deal at all. You're so humble. And like, you seem to be so giving. And so um, you don't make anything about yourself. And with like, with that humanity piece of it, like, have you ever wanted to quit anything? Because you are human. 
Absolutely. Army. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever quit anything? Uh, yes, I have. What? Yes. I mean, I've quit things. <laughs> I've quit things. <laughs> you need um, to die. <laughs> I did quit uh, one race. Uh, I was other than the Big Backyard Ultra. Like uh, in Laz's mind, the guy, the Godfather, mm-hmm. he says that that's a, a DNF. Did not finish. Okay. Um, but I, I actually did quit a race um, in in Greece. It was like yeah. the Spartathlon. It's a hundred fifty three mile race. Yeah. And this is almost ten years ago. So I have to go back and reface that. Yeah. That uh, what monster? I guess you call it. Uh, but. Uh, and and with racing that that was uh I didn't like that I didn't like quitting so after that I pretty much made up my mind unless something is like severely broken or uh you know it's a life or death situation yeah. I'm not going to quit so. so why did you quit that race Well that that would be a, a long story but to make <laughs> the long story short we had an emergency landing uh on the way to Greece uh where we thought there could have been a fire. So we went from like 38,000 feet to landing in about five and a half minutes. That mm-hmm. was interesting, Manchester, England. And uh, I ended up getting to the race about uh, midnight, and the race started at 6 a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was uh, not very humble about, mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, let's see, I was a, I was a little bit, um, I should have uh, been a little more reserved because you get so excited being in the capital of, of Greece mm-hmm. in Athens. It's so amazing. The Acropolis is right there where the race begins. And the uh, uh, the uh, Greeks are incredible. Like They actually treat this as like a, a, a mythological race because uh, Pheidippides ran from Athens to Sparta. So like the Greeks right. lined the whole race. That's cool. And they're cheering and everything. So myself... And this Brazilian, we tore off like we were running the marathon in, in the Olympics, <laughs> even though I didn't get any sleep. Yeah. And uh, after uh, about 116 miles, I I got, well, actually it was around 100 something. I got to this mountain. Yeah. And I, I saw why Pheidippides had like, um, you know, had like, um, he 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 had like had like illusions, yeah, <laughs> of, of the the god Pan going up over that mountain, so uh-huh. I could see. Like I, I actually had like a little bit of like that myself, and uh, but I had just totally destroyed all my energy, and so I got to 160 miles, and I thought, how in the world can I get to 153 miles? Because I don't feel like I can go another half a mile. Oh yeah, and uh, so at that point, I I hadn't learned enough about myself about how you can tap into deeper levels of energy Mm -hmm. and so uh, i had my dad and my stepmother were there Mm -hmm. along with my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and i kind of felt bad for them too (laughs) because they were out in this rain trying to follow this route through these mountains and it wasn't very easy so i took the easy route out and i said okay i think i'm just gonna go lay down in the car (laughs) All right. Drive back to Well, you know, like moments like that, you learn so much. Yeah, you learn a lot. And now you can like warmly talk about it that like, I just, I wasn't aware of this. And I'm sure since then you've never quit. Never. And did you learn how to train and treat your body differently? Uh, Yeah, I learned uh, that if you just keep on going, you you somehow can tap into like other energy. Like if you just keep on going through those extremely low points, yeah. Eventually, you you can actually rejuvenate yourself. So oh. on the Appalachian Trail, that was another time. That that time, I, I was probably the next time where I I felt closest to quitting because it's two thousand one hundred ninety miles. And you climb up Mount Everest about the every three and a half days at the wow. rate I was going, and so I was communicating with my friend back here, Matt Garrett in Cincinnati, because he was looking at the maps on the days ahead of us. And uh, I had never spent any major time out in the Appalachian Trail. A lot of these people come out and run this or coming from like mountainous areas or, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of have, um, there's not a lot of mountains yeah. around here. But <laughs> Cincinnati terrain, the Red Hills. great hills, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot so, of different uh, um, climates, oh, yeah. which is great. Absolutely. So every day, Matt, I would say, hey, how's tomorrow looking? <laughs> and every day was like an oh shit moment because every day <laughs> there was like, oh shit. Like, you mean I have to get up at 3.30 in the morning to make it to the top uh, of the highest point in the Smoky Mountains so that I can make it to the next possible intersect point with my father Oh shit, you know, and then yeah. and then every day it was uh, nonstop. I never had any time to like look at 
social media or yeah. my, my emails, which was also kind of a blessing also, because yeah. a lot of times we get so caught up in our phones and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to be a little separated from that. But I, I definitely felt moments on that trail where I wasn't sure if I was breaking myself like permanently, yeah. <laughs> possibly, uh, or it, yeah, I thought, you know, it would be a lot easier just to disappear to some Caribbean island mm-hmm. and maybe people forget that I have made this. You Is know, that like, where your idea. mind goes when you want to quit? Uh, yeah, no, not necessarily, but yeah. I do love to travel. It's one of my yeah. greatest passions. So yeah, my mind goes there a lot of times. Yeah. I think about places that, that, that I could only imagine that, that you know, I want to get myself out to. Well, so I think it must be a pretty dire moment when you, who you've put your body through so much, you've already, you know, you've physically exerted more than anybody else I've ever heard of, and you think that you're going to break something permanently, and you haven't done that yet. Have you really been injured? Uh, Other than the car accident where I broke my neck. Where someone Uh, hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I I did, um, I avoided a car that spun out, and I rolled over like multiple times. Yeah, Yeah. Um, But... Other than that, I, I've been fortunate, knock on wood, to not really, not to break anything. So that's been incredible. Oh. <laughs> um, but the Appalachian Trail, I, I quite honestly did fall over 100 times. Like the, the record was I fell seven times in one day. Uh, so it was, I got to a point where, where when I would fall, I was really good at falling. Like I yeah. looked like someone jumping out of an airplane or something like that. Because <laughs> I, I could catch myself with my arms usually a bit and like kind of like lower myself a little bit and then like roll either to the right or left. And but I got to a point where my hands were so bruised that it was actually painful to even touch them. So then uh, I had to be kind of creative with even the way yeah. I felt. Yeah, so I really did beat myself up, but I didn't break anything miraculously. And I just learned to like, it's kind of wild by when it was a really serious technical area where they, if you fall, you're going to be really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took that slower and I just like was super cautious not to fall. Typically, I'd fall in places where you're like, are you serious? How did I just fall there? <laughs> like, yeah. There's like a, one rock. I fought magic trip right over it. You know, it's like, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, but yeah, it is, it's kind of wild that, uh, and I, again, I, I attribute that, like you think, oh, when you grew up, you probably heard about the four food groups. Oh, and I need to drink milk to have strong bones, et cetera. But that, actually, it's interesting because I, I say it's actually quite opposite of that. You have to have a diversified um, set of like food choices, but eating more green green uh, veg, green leaf yeah. vegetables and things like that actually really strengthens your bones. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So do you, what is your life mantra? Uh, Jesus is never give up. Like, absolutely never give <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, yeah, no matter where you are. I mean, uh, I think it's so human between it's everybody out there. We all are facing, you know, challenges in life. We're all facing forces against us, and it's you know we feel that that uh, you know that challenge. Like, do we keep going? Do we give up? Keep going. Just keep on going. And uh, for me personally, that's that's. That's that's been really uh, something that uh, in my favorite films uh, would have to be Shawshank's Redemption mm-hmm. and like The Count of Monte Cristo. Those are two of my favorite films. What about The time. Revenant? Uh, yeah, that's incredible. All of a sudden, too. you're just yeah. reminding me of Leo. Know, like he like, doesn't, he I won't die. That. You're I like the same. That. I love it. it you know so what? Good. Like you, I honestly started thinking of The Revenant because when I, I remember when I saw that movie, I had um, just torn my MCL and I was yeah. living in the mountains and I couldn't ski and I had the worst attitude about it. I had got the mountain had to be open for 32 days and I had already clocked in 28 days. I had already like crushed mountains that I hadn't been able to do before and I was just performing so well. And then I tore my MCL and then I just complained about it. And then I saw the movie The Revenant and realized I am just a baby. I am so complaining and it's all in my head and you just got to keep going no matter what. And you strike me as someone, you lived your life that way all day, every day. I love that. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's is you know, I, I just think about all the human experiences out there and I mean I I'm inspired by so many of them. I mean, I've got a friend who lives in, in Haiti, David, and uh, you know, he he has to really be in, in, in have a lot of ingenuity about just his survival. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like uh when you live in a developing country 
Um, half the people in the world, believe it or not, live off of less than a dollar. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about that kind of hardship and enduring that, I mean, uh, there's no getting into the vehicle and driving to Sparta. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you have, you either survive or you don't survive. So you have to keep moving. What do you want to accomplish next? The next? Oh, man, that's great. Well, uh, since it's right, right now, I... There are so many things I love to do. Uh, so many. What's the things. first thing that came to your head when I said that? Uh, well, it's probably because I have this twenty-four hour world championship. So yeah. I would have to say, like, go to that. Um, definitely, like, uh, contribute to my team. Uh, mm-hmm. Be one of the top three members would be amazing if I can help our team score mm-hmm. and uh, finish and maybe win the race or finish in top three. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, also, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got this thing where I'm, my my dream is to make it to 100 countries this year. And, and this so, did just this year. Not just this year. I've been working you have a, at this. You have a full-time job. No, no, when I've are you going to do this? I, I've been working at it since <laughs> I was like uh, 19. I went off to Belize like on a whim. Uh-huh. So I'm at 99, believe it or not. So I got, <gasps> I got one more country that to That you've go. never been to. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I've got one more country to hit. I mean, this year. And then my dream is to go to all the countries. Yeah, uh, there are like 190, 197 like ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it depends. Like, you know, in terms of like what you look at, if you look at what the United Nations recognizes mm-hmm. or et cetera. Yeah. But yeah, so like that's going to be a really neat uh, milestone in my life. Wait, so it's 100 in your lifetime? So far. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, not amazing. in one year. One year. Yeah, that's a, it's so, been a lot uh, this year anyways. Uh, I think I've... I've been, uh, I I can't even tell you right now, but I think I've been to about a dozen countries this year. Um, and maybe like at least 10 were new, nine or 10 were new ones. When you talk about your travels, is there one place that really grabs your heart? Uh, Portugal is yeah. really one of those places. Yeah, it's one of my top five favorite countries. And uh, it's just uh, an incredibly romantic country. It's uh, geography is relatively small. Um, y- you can... You can travel there for a relatively affordable price. Like mm-hmm. it's it's cheaper than living in the United States. Mm-hmm. And the quality of life is really high in terms of like when you go to eat food there, you will say, oh my God, what in the world have I been missing here? Yeah. The, the food is, is extraordinary. It's the best I eat year round. And uh, the people are really terrific. They're wonderful. Um, but they have like the, the North has uh, incredible like wine regions and you have just these incredible giant uh, beautiful catholic churches and roman roads mm-hmm. uh the, the national park has wild horses mm-hmm. i mean it's it's just it has so, so many beautiful places so do you know where your 100th country is going to be uh, i'm kind of like i kind of no i don't <laughs> <laughs> but i've been looking i've been looking at flights the flights are just so expensive right now and yeah. my my window is very narrow left Mm-hmm. So I have like uh, the winter holiday for from teaching, so I have to go sometime in that window. Yeah, and I've, yeah, prices are just really high there. So we'll yeah. we'll see. I'm like leaning towards Africa. So oh yeah, yeah, another African country. I, I really I feel drawn towards Africa. I mean, it's like there's so many amazing places in the world, but that's the thing about the world uh, that I've, I feel so grateful for the opportunity to travel as many places because it's it's just. Absolutely magical. I mean, I every time I go somewhere new, I'm just blown away by something I see that I, I had no idea that that even mm-hmm. existed. Do you think that feeling you just described you experienced when you went to Belize when you were 19? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Belize on a whim. Uh, my mom thought it was crazy. I went down there by myself. And uh, it, it, it just, I fell in love with it. Belize has like the second largest reef in the, the mm-hmm. world. And I got to go diving in the reef there and then exploring the Mayan ruins. Yeah. I ended up running out of money the, the last day. Yeah. I had to sleep on <laughs> a, a, a runway, uh, a, a, a abandoned runway down in Dangriga. Awesome. And uh, yeah, 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 so some adventures. I ended up like buying machete and chopping through the rainforest down there to go through, uh, go see this uh, really beautiful waterfall. It's kind of nice. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was an extraordinary experience and it just really set off that, that passion to like learn more and travel more. So mm-hmm. I do try to like encourage my students and other people to yeah. do the same. You seem to be a pretty interesting teenager because you ran your first ultra marathon when you were 15. 
Yeah, no, right? my Your first, first marathon, marathon when yeah, you were 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually I was only chasing the ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because then I read somewhere, were you, a, were, you, yeah. were you a pudgy kid? I was a pudgy kid. I was like the second biggest kid in my school. So no most way. of the people that saw me after that experience, they thought, what what in the world was happening? Someone kidnapped Harvey. <laughs> yeah, what happened though, really? Uh, well, my dad, actually, it kind of goes back to him. He took me out west and we went to uh, the Wind River Mountains mm-hmm. in Wyoming and quite honestly, like spending uh, the summer with him, uh, I, I ate a little healthier with my, my stepmother and my father. And uh, we just, um, we, we did this, this hike that pushed me beyond what I thought I could do at that time. And he never pushed me. It wasn't like he would say, oh, you must do this. But I wanted to keep going on. I didn't want to stop. And uh, I lost a lot of my weight then. And I got into running. So yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and the marathon was something that kind of, uh, I, I remember watching it on, uh, I used to watch the cartoons on Saturday morning in mm-hmm. Cleveland. I grew up in Cleveland. Oh, cool. And uh, I always loved the Saturday cartoons. And I remember this marathon came on. And I was like, I was so mad. I was like, they, they're, they, they've cut out my cartoons. I've got this marathon <laughs> to watch. What the hell is Boring. happening here? It's like an ask like, what in the world? Yeah. But I, I was watching the marathon. And, and after watching a little bit, I was like really taken back by these people. And, and I thought, wow, it's, it really just boggled my mind. How can someone even run 26 miles? That yeah. seems like impossible. What, what is yeah. How is that even possible? And so... At that time, I could probably run about maybe halfway around the block, <laughs> maybe yeah. at the end of my street. <laughs> I don't know. But it kind of, the idea stuck with me. And I remember eighth grade is the first time I ran, and I wasn't a good runner. Um, but mm-hmm. I just enjoyed kind of socializing with other people and running. And my coach in eighth grade said, oh, that's a foolish idea to think about doing the marathon. He had calf muscles like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he had done the marathon. He said it was a, the, mo- the most painful experience he ever had in his life. So I thought, okay, I guess I won't do it. But then a year later, I had this stubborn like side of me. And, I, and my mom, fortunately, would just go along with just about anything I came up with. Nice. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. So I was like, mom, I think I'm going to do the marathon. Uh, wait, can you sign me up? And so she she was a nurse and she worked weekends. So I yeah. actually had to take the train down from, from my home in Berea down to Cleveland, which I had like zero experience in the city. Yeah. And uh, it, it just like, it, oh my God, the first eight miles, I thought, oh, this would be easy. I'll just run like eight minute pace, no problem. I got to like mile nine and I felt like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> so I had to figure out how I was going to run and walk. The rest of the way, and, and I somehow managed to make it across the finish line at the fin- at the end. And that experience just awakened me that most of us uh, are not even really aware that of how much potential we have, whether that's physical, mental, uh, or otherwise potential we have inside of us. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of set off this adventure to like chase that limit. What, what is possible next? And it took me five years to break five hours in a marathon. But then I finally, I, I managed to, uh, after I broke my neck, I actually, yeah. I, I got faster and faster. And also after I became plant-based, I faster and faster. When was that? And I actually became vegetarian in uh, 19, when I was 19. So, oh, okay. This has been 20. a whole lifestyle yeah, for yeah. you. So it was like forever. 23 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And I got a lot faster then. And um, then after I broke my neck, believe it or not, you think like, what, that things are over yeah. with? I actually got way faster after that again, just kind of like changed my mindset even further. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so it, it's it's kind of wild, but the, the whole experience was set off by that marathon. And then now I can do the marathon in almost half that time. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, so it's and like I- my fastest one was a year ago. So it's wild how you can continuously get faster and faster even though I'm in my 40s now, like I can yeah. like way faster than I was when I was like 20. Wow, yeah, that's so cool. It's so wild. And so how, when you got hit by the car, how old were you? I was uh, 25. Okay. And yeah. did you have a, br- a brush of death? Like were you scared oh, that absolutely. your life? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, it was uh, a really scary experience to, to, to have happen. Uh, but as my car was flipping over, I was thinking I wasn't planning on dying today. Like it was yeah. 
life flashed in front of me and it's like they say like everything became like a nanosecond like mm -hmm. time slowed down Oof, yeah and when i ended up uh upside down in my vehicle after flipping over like four times i i, I thought well jesus the car is going to catch on fire or something i let myself um took the seatbelt off fell on top of the roof of the car which was actually the bottom and now i tried to kick out the glass and I couldn't oh, believe man. it. Like, I kicked it as hard as you can humanly kick the, the glass from the inside. I'm like, someone just broke in my vehicle like a month ago. It was yeah. very hard for them. I couldn't break the glass. Wow. And I managed to crawl out the back glass because it was partially broken. And then wow. I felt like as soon as I had, even though I felt like whiplash, I felt like, you know, something might not be right. I felt like I had just... uh uh, there's no nothing that could describe it, but it was like winning a billion dollars. Like it's mm -hmm. like it, it just like I felt like lightning. I felt so good to be alive. Alive, yeah. And then I got to the hospital and met with the doctors, and and they didn't realize anything was wrong because I was pretty calm. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they did that like X-rays, and they're like, whoa, 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 you got to lay down. We got to stabilize you. Yes. Your your neck's broken now. So like then they did traction. They stuck these spikes in my head and like tried to like fix things they couldn't. So the next day, Dr. Mandy Burr did uh, surgery on my, my fifth and sixth vertebrae and uh, grateful for, for amazing surgeons as well as the residents who were there. And the nurses were phenomenal too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so I would think a brush with death would really motivate you. Oh yeah, it to does. push harder. Oh my gosh, it does. I'm actually. I mean, this may sound crazy, but I'm actually very grateful for having had that experience yeah. and survived it. I mean, um, you could end up having arthritis and things like that, but I've had absolutely zero zero side effects from like once I got beyond like the first uh, couple months, like absolutely zero side effects. And it's uh, amazing, like, uh, you know, taking care of your body means, yeah. means everything. But when you have that opportunity to say, okay, I could be dead tomorrow, what would I like to do if I was not to, to die tomorrow? Like, what would I still want to do with my life? Wow. Like, and do you tell yourself that all the time, not every enough. day? Not, <laughs> not, enough. Enough. <laughs> not enough. Like, I, it's like something you, you get uh, pulled away from. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I, I just spent like, like, it was about three weeks ago, I was driving with my Jeep coming back from Mohican uh, to Columbus, Mohican State Park, and uh, a man on a motorcycle flew off his motorcycle. Oh. Yeah, like about 110 meters in front of me. So myself and like these two other ladies, we were the first ones to get there. And uh, fortunately, he survived. But when I saw the accident occur, like I kind of thought 50% chance he's going to be dead when I get there. Mm -hmm. um, but he survived. And in fact, today I just got um, a text message from his friend uh, saying she said that he's he's doing well um, that uh, you know it, it, it it's uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna reach out and contact him but uh, it it reminds you that uh, you have to definitely appreciate the people in your lives uh, and you know the opportunities that you have to to chase after things and no matter what's happening with your with you whatever uh, the obstacles and challenges are you you gotta try to make it a positive like turn the story around and make it a positive otherwise it will eat you yeah yeah i would say eating you is a really good way to put it that's right you either barrel through it or it will eat you yeah yeah, yeah. man um harvey lewis i feel like we could talk for four know, more hours <laughs> i'm sorry but I'm thank like, you for all the like this, nice three things you this said. has oh my been gosh. so oh harvey it's true i'm not oh, in the running like, world okay now. i'm not in the running world at all but it's so true it's nice to be in your presence you have such a great aura about you and everything you. and Likewise. like just me personally similarly uh, I moved home because my mother is sick. She's terminally ill. Mm. And taking care of her every day and seeing her every day and watching her continue to get worse just gives me more zest that, like, no excuses. Oh. There are no excuses. And I'm, I, I, it's hard for me to live like that every single day, but you got to do what you got to do, you know? And you just seem to do it yeah. with such ease, which is so wonderful to see. So well, thank, thank you very much for coming on you. Person of Interest, Harvey. And good luck with your next race. Okay, so then after Harvey and I turned the mics off, we started talking about the power of the mind and the power of polygenetics and how your mind can really transform your body into doing pretty much anything. And I'm really, I really dug it, and so does Harvey. So then we turned the mics back on, and this is what Crazy. happened. So anyway, we got, we got to this, Harvey, because I, 
Um, love talking and learning more about polygenetics, which is the power of the brain to transform your cells and your body and even your DNA so that the, 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 the new DNA that you create within yourself, you will pass on, which is different from the one that you inherited from your parents, you will pass on to your children or your spine. So that's the, like you're literally changing your DNA and am I getting more? Am I getting too off topic here? No, no, no. Am no, I a little bit? No. Well, anyway, we're talking about the power of mind over performance. So you perform at such a high level all the time. And everything that I've known and I've met and and uh, high performing athletes, et cetera, you seem to be like you've never been hurt. You've never broken a bone. All of this. How does it work? Like who like your mind your brain power is stronger than your body and you're making it work <laughs> a lot stronger than my body no <laughs> than everybody's no, body no, you know no, what i no, mean no. in general uh, there there is so much to that uh there's so much to the power of the mind yeah like the the mind is incredible it can make us sick and it can also help to make us well mm-hmm. so i mean, it can influence your immune system but the the way that I can like uh, now push myself, like uh, the first time I did a 24-hour race, the first time I did an ultra was back in 1996. In 23 years ago, and I did, uh, I ran 82.25 miles, which at the time I was just so, you know, just blown away by. Mm-hmm. But now uh, I can push to almost like twice that distance. So when I when I tap in to my mind in uh, France. And I'm running for 24 hours in this endurance race. Uh, I I just really focus um, deeply in like a meditative state, almost, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a yoga type of mode. And I'm not always there. I'll come out of it, but I'll go back into it, and I just really uh, have that positive like mantra, the positive mind moving forward, and. Uh, it's incredible, but I can push through areas where I really want to quit <laughs> if yeah. I were to be honest with myself, or I might not be feeling really as well. Uh, I can make it through those low points, and to make it to 160 miles uh, in one day, I have to maintain about a nine-minute pace. So, oh my god, the it's it's really is it all comes in the mind. Or when I go to bad water and I'm running in this temperature, it's like 120 degrees. It's important to physically train yourself for that. Yeah. But the the uh, I don't really think about the end point. I kind of like just become a little bit uh, zen and I just focus on the next telephone pole or the next yeah. <laughs> the next aid station. I. Uh, it, it is so crucial, though. If I think that I can't do it, there's no way I would ever even begin to get halfway there. So uh, I think it was like Teddy Roosevelt uh, had this famous quote, um, it's something to the effect of like that if you believe you can, um, then you're halfway there. You know, like the mm-hmm. power of the mind is is incredible. And, and it's it's something that researchers are still seeking to discover. I mean, it's like the outer space in a sense like there's yeah. so much more to learn about with the mysteries behind the the mind uh but you know it, it's it's important to try to like uh in your own lives think about uh finding those positives finding relationships the people that bring out the positives uh finding zen time for you every day everyone needs to have some sort of zen time and sometimes that's TV, but I would like suggest people like, you know, also get, find some way to get outside in the nature because nature is a, we're a part of nature and we get oh, yeah. so desensitized from nature and nature is really good for us. So what is your Zen time? My Zen time, believe it or not, is what, a lot of times is when I'm running back and forth to work. Yeah. So people would be like, man, you are crazy, Harvey. Like, why are you want to run back and forth to work every day? <laughs> that seems nuts, especially when it's snowing or raining or things like that. Um, but I think now, I can't remember exactly, but I think I'm almost on like seven years or something of running every day back and forth to work through all those experiences. And actually, I find it like extremely invigorating. And to be honest with you, I promise you, I would not trade a Ferrari for my running back and forth to work. Like, I, I love it. Like, I actually really, really love it's it's like uh, I come to work 
And, uh, you know, there's nothing any student could say to me or administrator or anyone else to get me fired up because I've, I've already, like, kind of let that energy out on the way to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I feel relaxed. And then at the end of the day, like, it's been a long day. Maybe I'm, like, totally exhausted. To be honest with you, on Monday, I was running home from school, <laughs> and I managed to wipe out in front of the new Kroger. Awesome. <laughs> right I hope everybody saw oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I tried to do a roll and bounce up at the same time like I was Will Smith and so, or something. Um, but, yeah, I totally was getting tired. So, yeah, I have my days where I'm really, really tired. I was so sleepy that day. But... It, it actually, I do enjoy like running through Eden Park, running along the river. I mean, it's just a relaxing time. And, and hey, I'm in no rush. You know, it might take me like an hour to get home some days just because I take a little longer route and I go over to Kentucky. Yeah. So you're not sitting there every morning on this strict meditation cycle where you sit in the same thing and wear the same thing every day and no no no, no. But I, I mean that I, I think that's there's everyone has their own styles like i have yes. a friend alan and he meditates every single day religiously and i think that's phenomenal i mean i i, I would maybe like to do that one day and tomorrow mm-hmm. in fact i want to go to yoga like i'm planning to go to hot yoga tomorrow evening i haven't been in a little while but, oh nice but, but, where do you go uh, the one is in Columbia, Tusculum. Oh, me yeah. too, Moto. I was just yeah, there Moda. today. Yeah, yeah. How about great. that? So yeah, I'm planning to go tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it, it's gonna be. It's for me. It's a good experience before I go off to France to try to get into that mindset mm-hmm. and the relaxing with the breathing. The breathing is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is something that's like not just running. It's like it transcends like all sports. I mean, it could be martial arts. Yeah. It could be like all kinds of things. It, the power of the mind. Is when you find your flow. I like to say I'm, uh, I love yoga. It's, it's so nice. It's my favorite oh, thing. I look goofy. No, <laughs> I look everybody so does, I'm, though. I'm like, yeah. seriously, like, I look terrible. Uh, but no, but good. similarly, though, I always find, like, I lose myself in it. And I'll just keep my eyes closed as long as I possibly can. And I don't even realize what I'm doing. And it's those are the moments when, if you care about performance, you perform the best. I'm just in a room, in a dark room, and I don't really care what's going on. You know, I'm not running in the Olympics like you are. Um, but I feel like those are the times. one day. Yeah. <laughs> one day when I'm like in my 50s. I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like those are the times where you do the best. And so you find you can let go while you're running 160 miles in one day. That's what we'll try. That'll yeah. be my new record. My, my previous is 158.9. Oh my God. So we'll see if I can get the record for myself. You got 1.1 1. 1 miles. Yeah, one more. Yeah, that's Dang. right. I feel like you need to nickname that little mile. Like, you just need, I'm right. going to get you, right, right, whatever, right. <laughs> you know? These are the people behind the stories that matter to you. Thanks for listening to QNO2's Person of Interest with Jeff Thomas. Yeah.